you're listening to our show right now, and we love you for that. Be sure to subscribe and kindly leave a five-star review to show your support. If you'd like to share your Greek story, visit greeklyspeaking.com and sign up to be a guest on the show. Alpha Phi Alpha. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Kappa Alpha Psi. Omega Psi Phi. Delta Sigma Theta. Phi Beta Sigma. Theta Phi Beta. Sigma Gamma Rho. Iota Phi Theta. Welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric, and joining me for this episode is Amber Mosby-Reed of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She received her Master's of Social Work and Bachelor's of Science degree in Psychology from Morgan State University. She has designed her personal and professional life around healing urban families and communities, and she's worked in the human services field for over 15 years, presently as a social worker and a therapist in the Baltimore area. She was initiated in the Baltimore Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority in 2019. Amber, thank you for joining us on Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today? I'm well, how are you? Hey, I am fine, thank you for asking. It's another beautiful day in the pandemic. I love it. (laughs) Yes, it is. Hey, it may as well be, right? Hey, so you and I were connected by someone who appeared on the show as a guest recently, someone who is very close to you, your spouse, (laughs) who also is a member of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. And I I gotta say, he is very proud of you and a lot of the things that you are doing with your organization. And I I just said, I have to meet this person and talk to her (laughs) and see, hey, what's going on? What's in the water in that household? You know, so I'm excited to have a conversation and I hope everything's going good for you. It is as well. We have a lot going on right now. We're going through a couple of pandemics. So just trying to navigate through everything and trying to make sure that we are well and we're taking care of our mental and physical and emotional well-being and just being in the moment. I love that you said we're going through a couple of pandemics, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, you got the virus, you got the social activism that is desperately needed right now. The causes right. behind that. You have just health and wellness in our black communities in general. And, and I love that you're working in a field that's really near and dear to me because it's, it's something that a lot of us don't talk a lot about when it comes to that mental wellness. And I want to delve deep into that. But first, I want to hear about your Greek journey and talk a little bit about your experience. So you joined in 2019, spring, summer, winter, fall? I joined spring 2019. Um, I'm one of the 99. I am number 70, gentle eyes. 99. Like 99. 99. <laughs> like 99 red balloons. I mean, because this, yeah, so yeah. Two, we were, two, things, <laughs> two things come to mind is, man, you know, seems like we could have got one more for the 100. But then again, <laughs> 99 is enough. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you are number 70. I am number 70. So, you know the song, 99 Problems. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Enough said. All right. Gentle eyes. Okay. Well, (laughs) hey, you know, that's, that's better than some of the other eyes I've seen. That's awesome. 
So did you have any Greek influences in your life other than your immediate household growing up? I, you know, I've had a couple of friends who are in the Greek life, but one of the things that kind of shined the light for me was I went to West Virginia University briefly. No, not briefly, a, a couple of years. <laughs> and the Deltas on the yard, they were bad. They were about their business. They were, you know, in the community. I actually have three cousins who are Deltas and I was in awe of them. So, you know, back then my aunt is a SGRO. So I always thought I wanted to be that because, you know, that's a family legacy. And when I met the Deltas, it kind of just like, uh oh. <laughs> that was your uh, cup of tea, huh? Yeah, my interest kind of sparked. And, you know, something my aunt always told me was, you know, research first. She's like, you know, I, I want you, you know, to follow my footsteps, but always do your research. And, you know, uh, one of my mentors, she's like, AKA. Hey, so one of the questions was like, why do you want to be a Delta? And I had to go do my research, you know, because I wanted to make sure that I was choosing an organization that was right for me and fit me. But, you know, everything that Delta Sigma Theta sorority is about, it fit my childhood upbringing, my morals and values. Um, just a little more background about me and my, my upbringing. My grandmother, she was one of the first Girl Scout leaders in Ohio. And my grandmother was in the Girl Scouts for over 60 years as a Girl Scout leader. So my grandmother had the women in the family, in the community a lot. So that's all I knew is doing community work, researching Delta. You know, they are the forefront of community and fighting for social justice. And it just, it clicked that they were the ones that I wanted to be a part of. And I'm so honored that they chose me to be a part of the membership because since I've been in it, it's just like my fire has kind of sparked even more. And it's just, you know, doing the work of helping Black women, not only, but, you know, the sisterhood and working in a community and networking with other people is amazing. You know, you sound like you are serious about this. It sounds like you've had some really good examples from a community service standpoint. And, yeah. you know, it sounds like your family was, was supportive, your network, your mentors. And I, I think that's good, you know, when you talk about doing the research. And it's one thing to do the research, but it's another thing to find an organization that already fits your personality, right? Right. So what community service projects is your chapter known for? So we do a lot of social activities in regards to like the political voting campaigns. We've done a lot of things in regards to feeding uh, homeless, had where the community members can come and collect food bags, clothing drives, cleanups. We've done a collaboration with most of all the Greek organizations, we are always doing something. And sometimes I can't even keep up because there's something going on. Like, I feel like every, every day, every week. 
Are the Greeks pretty tight in that Baltimore community? Um, I'd say we are. I, I think we all get along very well. We support each other when there's events. You know, we're supportive. So I, I believe we get along very well. That's awesome. When you look at all of the different organizations in a community, um, the fact that you can acknowledge an organization that's not your own, again, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because each one is a little different, right? Yeah. But there are a lot of common causes that they're really working hard to meet. So I think that's a good thing when you can kind of, you know, collaborate in that same region and just keep trying to address some of the needs of that community. So to that extent, if there was someone who was considering joining a Greek organization, what advice would you give them? I would tell them to do their research. Seek the one that, like I said before, correlates and, and goes hand in hand with their morals and values. You know, back in the day, a lot of people would pick organizations by, you know, the popularity. But, you know, popularity only gets you so far. It's about the work that they're going to do, you know, and it's about the camaraderie and being united as a whole. I think that's important about either the sisterhood or the brotherhood. That's important. Sometimes people join organizations for their own agenda, but sometimes you got to fall back and let other people lead. So how would you describe your greed journey? I mean, 2019, you've got like a whole year and a half (laughs) into this so far, right? I'm a year old, year and a couple months old. And, you know, it's had its, you know, up and downs because through my year, I've had a couple like life changes, um, some grief moments. And the thing that helped me get through a lot of these moments were my, my sisters, my line sisters. And the outpouring of love and support that they've showed me, that helped me get through a lot of those moments. So my journey has been kind of like, where do I stand and what do I want to do? There's so many things that you can get involved in. And right now, what I help with is the physical and mental health portion, because that is my career. And so that is one of my biggest passions is ensuring that the Black community is taking care of their mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual well-being. How did you develop a passion for social work? I think it just kind of naturally came. I always wanted to help people. At one point, I wanted to be um, a doctor, but I don't like blood. (laughs) So it just, yeah, I've always wanted to help people. And I started out as like a direct care staff and just to see kind of like the therapist then when I was starting out the kind of assistance and the change that they were helping the people make it was just like I want to do that I want to help people make change and and provide them the support that they need to get through whatever may come their way you know we go through different walks of life and I want to be there to help people navigate through that What are some of the biggest challenges you've seen in our community um, in your line of work? In the Black community, we, as you said before, we do not seek the assistance that we need. We think therapy is for white people, that we can 
solve everything by either going to church or ignoring it. And that's not always the case. Like, yeah, I believe in God, but God and medicine do go hand in hand as well. Right. So sometimes we need to look at what are triggers, you know, black people, we've gone through trauma for centuries. Right. So it's generational trauma that we are dealing with. And sometimes we don't know how to navigate through that trauma. And then we are passing down that trauma to the next generation. So how can we stop that trauma? if we are not getting or seeking the assistance that we need to heal, not as one, but, you know, as a community, as a collective, as a family. So once we start looking at ourselves and starting to do the work for ourselves, we can start doing the work as a family, then start doing the work as a community. That's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. We've gone through so much as a people that it made us stronger. But at the same time, what we've gone through has had some long term side effects that kind of snuck up on us. Right. You know, and they're not getting treated. We just think, hey, look, I just need to be a little bit stronger. I can deal with it. I I got this. And I I, I want you to continue to um, do what you do, because a lot of people don't do it for the right reasons. And it takes a special person to have a passion for it and to care about the people that she's dealing with and that she's helping. Thank you. What do you call a good day? When you come (laughs) home, if you had a good day, what happened in that day to make you say, I like today? It's like those small wins, right? Sometimes we look for those big wins. And I realize those big wins are not necessarily the ones that we really need. Those small wins help us get to those big wins. So when a client was able to set a boundary with a family member or somebody in their environment, to me, that is a small win. And it makes me feel good that, you know, things that we've been working on, they've been able to implement in their daily function. So that's a good day for me. You know, I think you've probably given people more good days than you can imagine because it's noticeable when you're receiving care or help or assistance from someone who really doesn't want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So hats off to you for making the career choice that you did and for staying with it so long. That is incredible. 15 years in the game. And then you're still working in that capacity with your chapter. I, I think that's awesome. Hats off to you. Hats off to the Deltas in that area for even having a committee that addresses that as well. So I think that's cool. Thank you. Another question I had for you, how did you get the name Gentle Eyes? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. The fact that you're laughing that hard tells me that. <laughs> Somebody has an idea. Yeah, my family believes that my name should have been Judgy Eyes because they feel like I could be judgmental at times. I don't feel like that. But I don't know. I don't know how I got it. You know, I try to be mindful of how I look at people now since I do have that name and not to be judgmental. (laughs) So it sounds like you've heard that before. A couple of times. (laughs) It's always a story. 
That is amazing. And so last question for me, tell us about your role as a board member with the Black Women's Think Tank. Yes. So what we do is we come up with different entrepreneurial ideas, trying to help women in regards to starting their own business, providing them support, what they need to do, how to get through the process. So it's kind of like a mentoring program for women 21 and older, kind of mentoring other people who also want to go through and start their own business or write their own book or whatever it is that they are looking to create. I think that's awesome. So if you were to start your own business today and you had a blank check, what would it be? (laughs) I don't know. So many ideas. I think my biggest one is creating a safe space for Black women and allowing them to have a spot where they can get the therapy that they need, learn self-defense, doing yoga, finding uh, career building skills and whatnot. I think that would be something I would look to do. See, I thought you were going to say something like the Judgment Academy of Baltimore or something like that, (laughs) but you're always worrying about the community and everything. See, that's awesome. Delta's in town in Baltimore doing great things. Amber, hey, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us on Greek Speaking. It was a pleasure being on here. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. And if there is anything that you and your chapter are involved in that we can help you promote, don't hesitate to let us know, okay? Great. Thank you. And tell that iota of yours we said hello. I sure will.